When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, welcome back to another show. This is episode 158. Now, do you become slightly envious when you see another entrepreneur's books on the bookshelves and you wish that you too could become an author? Maybe you've had an idea for a book as long as you can remember, but putting pen to paper or maybe even fingers to keyboard just doesn't seem to happen. Or maybe there's another reason keeping you stuck from writing that book. Well, today's show is for you. Joining me today is Sharon C. Jenkins and she is someone who is an expert on the topic when it comes to books, being herself an author, an editor and a ghost writer. Now Sharon is also the inspirational principal for the Master Communicators Writing Services and in fact she has helped hundreds of authors get their message out to the masses through workshops, through webinars, her radio show and of course coaching and she's currently also a senior publishing consultant for the award winning Alacor Publishing House. Now on today's show Sharon is going to speak about the importance of mastering the business side of writing. We'll also be helped to understand how writing a book can bring instant credibility to our expertise. You'll also learn some tips for discovering your publishing personality, time management and finding funding for your book project. I know this is something that uh, so many entrepreneurs struggle with, as well as three tips on how busy entrepreneurs can get her done, Texas style, and create another stream of income in the process. And of course, lots, lots more in store for you. So welcome to the show, Sharon. Hello, how are you, Anne-Marie? I'm great, and it's uh, so good to speak to you, particularly on this topic, because with Kindle and books and everybody that I, everybody who's anybody, let me get this right, have a book, and it is something that I know many ambitious entrepreneurs dream about, but really kind of get stuck with, so I know we're going to dive into to that a little bit later, but firstly, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about who you are, and, and you know, you're known as the Master Communicator. I am a person who is madly in love with authors, mm-hmm. and it, particularly I love entrepreneurs who have that passion to write books simply because I've seen the magic that takes place when they get a book on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It gives them all kinds of wonderful credibility, it opens doors for them, and plus it gives them another stream of income. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I know that for many of the ambitious entrepreneurs who listen to our show, they're not yet authors. 
and some of them are consultants, some of them are coaches. And so going from consultant to author can be quite a challenge for, for many of us. And I know that this is something that you have done and you've got obviously a, a very extensive background in communication. So just give some insight into how you shifted from being a consultant and then becoming an author. Basically, I decided that there was a problem in the industry that needed to be addressed that wasn't being addressed adequately. A lot of people, they were talking about being an entrepreneur when you were a writer, but they hadn't made the, uh, how can I say it? When you get engaged to Mm -hmm. the right person, everything's like magic. And Mm. so they hadn't made the right connection in their writings or in what they were talking about. They would just dibble and dab. So I said, why don't I become an expert on authorpreneurship? And that is mastering the business side of writing. Mm -hmm. And so I love, I love it when a plan comes together. And that comes from Hannibal Smith with the A-Team. And I know that the key factor that lends itself to success as an author and an entrepreneur is planning. You have to plan to achieve whatever success it is that you wanna you want to achieve. And so I became a guinea pig. And then I started doing more, I would say, my dissertation on authors. Mm-hmm. I studied hundreds of authors through my radio program, through doing authors networking summits, through coaching, and just came up with some key things that authors need to do so that they can make that transition from behind their computer to actually mastering the business side of writing. Mm, That is so key. And I know we're going to dive into that because so many people, I have heard this, some of my colleagues and some of our listeners have got a book, but then it just kind of just sits there. And I know that there is just such an extensive knowledge and planning and strategizing to ensure that uh, the success that can be generated from a book is, is certainly recognized for newly, you know, new authors and, and existing authors. So before we dive into that, just give us the background about some of your books. I, you know, success breeds success. So let's hear about some of the amazing projects and books that you've authored. Well, my favorite book is Authorpreneurship, the Business Startup Manual for Authors. And that is kind of like my uh, dissertation from all the wonderful years and experiences that I've had with authors, the things, the tips that I've gathered, the observations that I've made in prepping an author to be successful when they build the foundation for their book project. And entrepreneurs, that may sound like a lot of work, but if you do your work in the beginning, the ending will be just like putting icing on a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just takes you planning it out just like you plan anything else out. Your goals for your business, for your year, your goals and objectives prefer, personally and professionally. It just takes you coming up with the plan and 
implementing that plan. Mm. And, you know, what you're saying is also recognised in how we build our business. I mean, we can't just suddenly hang a shingle outside the door. I don't know if you've got that term, you know, your business sign, open for business, and then hope that all of a sudden your clients are just going to come streaming through your door. You have to have a plan and you have to work that plan. So speaking of having a plan and working that plan, what would you say are some of the key things that we need to be aware of when it comes to mastering the business side of writing? You need to be aware of the history of the writing industry. There was a time and place when traditional publishing houses handled everything for you. If they, if you won them or wooed them over with your manuscript, you became king or queen for a day. But because of the ebook phenomenon, that has changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so in this day and age, even if you're traditionally published, you have to do a large part of your marketing and that's something that you have to prep yourself for so if you're a self-published author and if you're a traditional published author you still have to market your product Mm. and I know that uh, a lot of you know publishers and traditional publishers they really look to potential authors that's one of the key things that they look for what kind of platform has this potential author got and and what kind of marketing and leverage can they do Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I noticed that we need to consider, and that is how much is this really going to cost me? Because even with getting your manuscript to a traditional publishing house, you have to have your manuscript edited. You have It has to show up so that it will shine brighter than the other stars in the pile. And you just, you know, there are some investments that you're going to need to make prior to either sending your query letter, book proposal, or manuscript to anybody. So there is a cost investment prior to. And then especially if you're self-publishing, you have to pay for everything, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg to do so. If you look inside your house and see the things that are expendable, that, that, you know, do an eBay party and, and come up with the finances for your project Mm. or crowdfunding. There are all kinds of ways, but you need to properly assess where you are financially Mm -hmm. and then make a decision as to how much money you want to invest in your project, whether you're traditionally published or Mm self-publishing. I know that sometimes coming up with a figure can be very difficult, but I wonder if you found in your experience that there is a range that if someone is looking at publishing either a, a, you know, a, a, printed book uh, or an, an e-book, the kind of monetary, you know, aspect of things, what they need to put aside. Are we talking thousands, multiple thousands, tens of thousands of, of dollars? No, it, it just depends on how smart you are. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> I should say financially savvy. I yeah. should say that. For example, uh, it just depends on what you want the book to do. Technically, anybody can write a book. You can sit down at your computer. It uh, it takes approximately 100 hours to write a good book. Mm-hmm. So you can sit down at your computer, write a book, go into CreateSpace, load it up, 
and get your uh, ebook cover off of Fiverr and you've spent what five dollars, mm-hmm. but no editing. You haven't done your marketing comparison. You you haven't done anything other than just type up this book, put it on Create Space, and it's now on Amazon. And you're waiting for people to come and find you and find it. It's just like having a needle in the midst of many haystacks. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be, uh, if you want to be effective and successful in regards to getting that book noticed, you're going to have to decide where am I going to spend the bulk of my money. Now you can get a good, uh, if you're going to self-publish your book, you can spend a solid $1,500 and you'll have it. You'll have, you can have a quality product that's competitive. Now that's just stage one, mm-hmm. but when you get to the marketing and the distribution stage, be prepared to you know, assume some additional costs. But if you do your research, if you do your planning and you do your research, you'll know what that is. There are tons of resources out there. And one of the things that authors or wannabe authors or aspiring authors don't consider is there are creatures called virtual author assistants. Mm -hmm. And they know everything that you don't know. That's what they get paid for. And they can be your arms and your legs, especially if you're an entrepreneur with a fresh new startup or you're a coach and you've got a heavy client load. There is help out there. There's a team out there that can make your dream work. Mm. And I I love the way that you you were giving us some ideas. And I think what's a a huge reminder for us that no matter what content we put out there, and of course, in this instance, we're talking either about a book or a, a, a published book, which you can hold in your hands. And this is an extension of who you are. So to hear you talk about someone typing up some words and getting it out there without editing, without, you know, all of that. I mean, I just would be horrified because, you know, you are trying to put your best foot forward. And if one of your potential clients who may be a high-end client sees that book and it's not edited, that kind of then gives them that impression, well, I wonder if he or she, if that's the way that he or she is in in their general day-to-day work and and what some of the programs might be like. So I think investing upfront, making sure that you've got a high quality product that really reflects you in the best possible way is an investment in in our future. Would Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And then you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm. There are tons of resources out there that will help you get her done, as we say here in Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only that, but you have to make sure that you vet before you make the investment. Vet the person, vet the product before you make the investment. And the reason why I say that, there are a lot of folks out there who say they've only published one book, but they call themselves experts. And so you need to make sure that they are going to adequately supply you with what you need in order to get your book done in the manner that truly represents you. Yeah, so, so important. So then Sharon, tell us about the the credibility, um, the platform that we create as we, you know, when it relates to our expertise, when we publish a book, because I know that there are some people thinking, well, there is a lot of time and energy and, and there's in some level of investment in that. Is it worth my while? So can you share a little bit about the kind of expectations, if we do it right, what we can expect in our business? 
Well, there is something that happens when an author walks into a room of strangers and the first word that comes out of their mouth is, I am an author. Everybody automatically puts you on a pedestal mm. because you've taken the, the time and the energy and you possess the courage to put a piece of yourself out there so that everybody, God and your mom and everybody <laughs> can see you, yes. can see who are and that it's an instant credibility uh how can i say it's like you're taking an instant credibility pill okay Mm -hmm. so that's a good thing now whether you keep that crown on or not depends on the quality of the book that you produce yes but people do not question just like teachers and doctors and priests people do not question your integrity (laughs) or whether or not you're an expert until you show them that you're not mm. when you put that title on. And so it works both ways. If you are trying to expand your exposure by building an author platform as an entrepreneur, it's a great way to do it. And it's a great way to do it while you're building your business and promoting your service or your product. Because If you blog about your expertise, you can put those blogs into a book once you get a certain amount of words and it's already done. And what what would you have done? You would have weekly or monthly written a piece that is about what you know about. And so you gather those together, put them in an ebook or put them in an actual paperback book or hardback book, depending on your preference. Mm-hmm. But that's a way to create another stream of income for you. So in regards to credibility, it's this magic thing that happens when you open your mouth and you say, I'm an author. Now, what I'm seeing that that's taking place in the industry because almost everybody is trying to become an author. The standards, the people that have been in the industry for a while, the standards are being raised a little higher because simply because when you have a mass, how can I say it? Everybody's running for the prize. Mm -hmm. You've got to elevate the standards so that you know what's an A versus what's an F. Mm, absolutely. Do you do you find that there is a difference as far as the credibility aspect of things in when you compare, say, the publishing of an e-book versus a hardcover book or, you know, a book that you can actually hold in your hand? Are there different levels of credibility from one to the other or you're finding now because of Kindle and iPad and being able to read books electronically, they're kind of par on, you know, the same same kind of credibility building? I, I would say yes, and then I would say no. Mm-hmm. It just it really just depends on the way you market that particular product. For example, I had someone who was very well known. They sent me a book. Okay, I opened the book and I started reading the book, and then I had to put the book down because it had so many spelling errors in it. Wow. But when you looked when you looked at their rating that particular book was a best-selling book Mm. so it just depends on who you are and how you want to represent yourself personally um 
I, some things have, you know, when you're, when you're on this journey and you are seeking and searching and learning things, you learn sometimes by making some mistakes and believe you me, sometimes I have, but when I find the answer, I share it with everybody. That's why I love writing the entrepreneurship book. Yeah. Wonderful. So Sharon, tell us what does publishing personality mean? <laughs> well, I used to be a, a personality coach with Florence Lit Towers, Personality Plus. And I've done the personalities, I would say, for good. I started back in the 90s doing the personalities. Mm -hmm. So when I, I used that expertise in developing a little test to determine what your publishing personality is based on the four temperaments. For example, if you are a uh, popular sanguine, you like to be the center of attention and you like talking and all that wonderful kind of stuff. Yeah. So perhaps you would, uh, would prefer a traditional publisher handling you everything else for you and you just take the marketing and go crazy with it why because that's your sphere of influence that's where you're comfortable that's the skin that you're comfortable mm -hmm. in so perhaps you should try the traditional publishing route but if you are let's say you are a um melancholy and you, you you perfection is your is the name of your game and you want to be in control of things perhaps you may want to try the self-publishing route simply because you're in control and it's going to be the way that you want it to be and then you can sleep at night not worrying about what so-and-so is doing the editor is doing or the interior design person is doing or what are they doing with my particular book cover mm -hmm. so that's what the publishing personalities is all about and I have enjoyed being a personality trainer for so many years I couldn't write a book without putting that in there why because people need to know what's a good fit for them and they don't have to buy the cow in order to get the milk. Mm. So, so important. What would you say to someone who recognizes that this could be a fantastic way to help them build their credibility and, of course, their business, but looking at their calendar, they just have a really busy schedule? What would be one top tip that you would want to share with that person around time management? So it takes you about 100 hours to write a book. And if it's a nonfiction book, most definitely probably would be for an entrepreneur, mm. then that means that you have to map out a hundred hours while you eat lunch every day. At least you should. Mm. <laughs> if you're working on that work-life balance thing, you, you need to eat lunch. Yeah, you tip one, schedule lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Well, I, I live the life of an entrepreneur, so I have to remind myself yes. to eat breakfast and to eat lunch <laughs> and all that wonderful kind of stuff. So yeah. my, my iPhone just rings when it's time for me to eat. But you should take an hour, an hour out of your day, maybe get up an early, you know, get up earlier or go to bed later and invest that time in your book. Schedule it just like it's an appointment with a client because it is. Mm -hmm. When you make that investment, you could it could take you three months to get your book done. It could take you a year. But if you're committed to making that investment so that you can write that book, you'll get it done. 
You just have to find the time. And you really have the time. Even if it's taking uh, 15 minutes, four 15-minute sessions a day. Yes. To pull away from what you're doing and go into your happy place and start writing. Mm. I mean, when I write, it's like I'm having the time of my life because I'm getting to, you know, I'm getting to create the things that Mm -hmm. I dream about and then I share them with others and it's infectious. So if you think about your end result, you won't mind taking that hour a day or 30 minutes a day and getting her done. Mm. So important. You'll never find the time, make the time, put it in your schedule and there it's there. Set the iPhone timer on just as you would to remind you to eat. (laughs) Now it's time to to write and and to get creative. Love that tip. Talking about funding for your book project, this is often something that really does confuse people. So share a little bit more about that. Well, first of all, you have to get, you have to know how much you're willing to spend. Uh, because you can write a book for 1500 you can write a book for 5000 you can write a book for 10000 Matter of fact, uh, the very first book that I did, uh, co-authored with two other ladies called Songs of Three Sisters, and we spent a good $10,000 on our book project. Mm. Well, I said we would, I would never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get smarter about what I was doing. And that's another reason why I was able to write the book, because I committed to make, to getting smarter about the process. Yes. But um, you have to decide how much you're willing to invest, how much, just like with anything else, you could go out and spend $10,000 on getting a website done. But do you really need? a website that costs $10,000? Mm-hmm. Is it a major driver? Does traffic, do you have the platform that will drive people to your website to spend that kind of money? So when you're starting out, you want to start small and build and build. Yes. So my advice would be for, for the individual who is seeking, who's seeking, um, who's seeking funding for their particular project is to do a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, and the reason being is I used, I heard a, a wise businessman tell me once, he said, always try to get somebody else to pay for, for your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. <laughs> yes, it is. Crowdfunding, crowdfunding allows you to do that, but you find people think like you Mm. we're interested in the same thing that you're doing or you've established relationships with and they believe in you and before long you will have what you need in 30 days you can raise the money that you need in order to write your book and another funny tip i love a lot of times people laugh and joke laugh at this but i have to tell you there are things in our attics, things in our basements. Mm-hmm. There are things in our garage. If we had a garage sale, we could probably get enough <laughs> to finance our book project. You just yeah. look around your home, you'll find what you need. 
Yes, so true. I love that. So crowdsourcing and uh, have a garage sale. That's right. I know as us us women, we could probably look in our wardrobes. (laughs) (laughs) That could fund a trip around the world several times, I think, (laughs) which is a whole other show on its own. So Sharon, if you were to share three tips on how busy entrepreneurs can get it done Texas style, what would that be? What would they be? I would say... I would say write what you're passionate about. For example, if you if you are a let's see, let me let me think of something that I just oh, if you're a publisher and you're fascinated with the publishing process and you're a busy publisher, you're more inclined to write if you're writing about what you're passionate about. So for an entrepreneur, if you sell widgets, write about making widgets Mm -hmm. because that's what your passion is about then the other thing I would say I would say don't be afraid to make the journey a lot of times we use the excuse that we don't have time or we don't have the money to do something because we're actually saying I'm afraid and I, I'm, I'm lacking the courage that I need in order to do this. Mm. But in this world that we live in, and with all the wonderful support systems that authors now have, you can take the step in confidence. All you have to do is have the right team. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. And then lastly, I would say, love the journey. Because if you love the journey, having passion is one thing, but if you love the new experience or the change that's happening in your life, it it does, you do, you go through this metamorphosis. I have seen so many new authors get their book baby in their arms and they're just like a brand new parent. (laughs) There's this light that goes off in their eyes and they get this million dollar smile, regardless of what the content is it's the fact that they're holding their baby in their arms Mm. some have even weeped let that drive you to get her done texas way yeah I, i love that and sharon for people to find out more about you and then get copies of your books how would they do that how can they get in contact with you they can go to sharoncjenkins.com and um, they'll find out everything they want to know about me and some things that perhaps <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to know. I'm teasing. Oh. But um, they can go to Sharon C. Jenkins and, and, and find me. And then the books are on Amazon. I have several books. And actually, I deliberately took all uh, some of my blogs and put them in a book for entrepreneurs. And I would encourage your listeners to go and purchase that book because it is full of wonderful tips and experiences that'll uh, be uh, really inspirational to you. Let's say you have a rough day and you need some inspiration. I would advise them to go and, and get the book that I put together for uh business savvy entrepreneurs oh fantastic fantastic so there you have it if you are an an aspiring author you need to go and check out all of the incredible resources that uh, Sharon shared today and of course to do that go to our show notes because everything is there all of the links are there too ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES 158 now if this is the first time that you've listened to the show it really has been an honour to spend some time with you please go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel every 
week. Just like we've shared the time with uh, Sharon, we spend time with other guest experts to help you take your business to the next level. All of the details are on the show notes. So again, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES158. And while you're there over on iTunes, why not rate the show and leave a comment because that helps us get our content out into other aspiring entrepreneurs' hands. This is um, bye for me. Have a fantastic week and we'll connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Bye, Sharon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about and customise sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.